Hey everyone, thanks for tuning in to the Crypto Commission podcast. Today's guest is Lawrence Digital. We had the pleasure of meeting Lawrence when we went to Voices of Blockchain in Chicago this past weekend. He's a great guy and I think that we are going to see a ton of positive content and an impact coming from Lawrence over the next six to 12 months as he continues to travel around the world documenting his experiences and just being an ambassador for cryptocurrency worldwide. It was awesome to get to speak with him and better to get to know him in person over the weekend. I'd encourage everyone listening to make it a point to get out to one of these conventions over the course of the next uh, the next year and meet some of the people that you're following on Twitter or on YouTube. Meet them in real life. Get to know who they are. Ask them questions and get a feel for where they think this space is headed because I think you'll be pleasantly surprised at a lot of what comes out of their mouth. Uh, these are genuine people who have a true desire in helping the newest person succeed in this industry. So anyways, we're going to go ahead and get this episode started. But guys, you can find us on iTunes at the Crypto Commission podcast. Uh, give us a five-star rating. Leave us a comment. Let us know what you're thinking. Also, you can find us on Twitter at Let's Talk Coin. Give us a follow there and uh, you will see that we are kicking off our Build a Bitcoin workshop over the course of the next month from September 1st to September 30th. Our chartists and analysts in our free Discord uh, will be running a 0.1 BTC to 1 BTC workshop where they will be posting daily trade setups. We'll have daily discussions on TA and FA. We'll also have a weekly TA workshop where you can discuss uh, the week's trades with our chartists and get a feel for why they uh, were looking at entries and stop losses and take profits the way that they were. Uh, our goal is to help people learn. Right, We're not looking to just feed content to people so that they can get out there and make blind trades. We want to help you understand why you make trades the way that we you make them and how you define a strategy for yourself while also uh, allowing people to earn some, earn some gains, make some gains while we're on this journey. So anyways, without further ado, guys, we're going to go ahead and kick off this episode of the Crypto Commission podcast with our special guest, Lawrence Digital. Welcome to the Crypto Commission podcast. Here are your hosts. Lambo Leo and the Bitcoin Broski. Hey everyone, welcome to the Crypto Commission podcast. I'm your host, the Bitcoin Broski, here with my co-host Lambo Leo. What's up, Leo? What up, what up? And today we are joined by the one, the only Lawrence Digital. What's up, man? What's up? How's it going? Good, man. Thanks for coming on. We're happy to have you. Yeah, thanks for having me. So you're quite the world traveler, bro. Where are you right now? Uh, uh, Paradise, New Nevada, right outside the Vegas Strip. Nice, man. It's, a, it's an appropriate name for, for Sin City. Call it Paradise. Yeah, right. <laughs> so what, uh, what are you doing out there? So we came out here. We were in Los Angeles at the Global Media Blockchain Summit. I think that's what it's called. At UCLA. And then we decided to come out to Vegas. It's only like a three-hour drive. So we decided to do a little road trip and come check out uh, Chain Exchange um, with Gary Vaynerchuk and Wozniak and a couple other cool people. And, you know, I just wanted to come out here. I like going to all the conferences that I can make it to. So we came out here, and um, this is the last day of the conference. And now we're just kind of networking, hanging out with some crypto people and working on some cool content. Nice, man. Awesome. So, uh, you know, we usually like to jump in and, and find out people's background. So what's, uh, what's your story? What's, how did you get into crypto? Mm, um, it was a lot of years of 
being around it and not buying it. <laughs> um, like my first interaction was when I was living in Denver in like 2011 or 12. Um, I was going to all these meetups and startups and incubators, you know, because uh, where I'm from, like it wasn't a huge tech hub. And I've always been interested in software and technology and angel investing and all that stuff. So I was going to all these meetups and I went to this place called, I think, Da Vinci Future. It was like this futurist uh, club and they just uh, were talking about Bitcoin. And I was, I was, you know, I didn't really understand it, honestly, at the time. So I just like was hanging out. And then about six months or a year later, my buddy from back home like lived right by uh ross uh from silk road <laughs> and he like knew okay. him and uh, and i like heard about the silk road i wasn't on it i wasn't like you know buying drugs on there wink um <laughs> but <laughs> but um he like got questioned by the authorities uh in regards to like silk road you know like did you like were you involved were you a co-founder because i guess the proximity uh to like where like he was based and and then i was like okay so what's bitcoin up to now it's like a you know a year later and i sent an email to bitcoin.org i just found it in my gmail the other month uh i wanted to buy a bitcoin atm and they just never responded so i just kind of forgot a couple months went by a couple months went by and then like the mount gox thing happened and i was like whoa i guess bitcoin's dead like I wasn't still like emotionally invested in the space. And then finally, like uh, my friend, she had a boyfriend and he came over to the house. I was just like, yeah, I was like, what do you do? He's like, oh, I just do Bitcoin. I was like, what does that mean? He's like, I'm just like, I'm, I just do Bitcoin. It's like 2016. And I was like, okay, what does that mean? He's like, I don't know. Like, I just do it. Like, look at, look it up. Like, I was like, well, you make money. He's like, yeah, I made like 200,000. I was like, what? <laughs> I mean, I was like, what do you mean you made 200,000 like, yeah I was like it's still alive like, yeah and I just started searching and looking into it and like started asking him questions and I was like whoa okay 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 and then finally just started investing some and like over the next like 10 11 months just started putting more and more money into it and then we had like um the big the big run near the end of last year and at the time I was running some company and I wasn't happy running it and I ended up like liquidating my company. And I just wanted to, always wanted to be like, have some type of influence on social media so I could uh, like get my ideas out there easier. You know, like okay. I just always realized that, you know, if you have a big audience or a big group of people online, like you can make things happen easier. And I was like really starting to subscribe to the Gary V thing and, uh, so I decided to make a Twitter in like October last year and just started tweeting crypto like 24 seven, just like news updates. And of course it was like the huge bull run. So like there were so many eyes on it. Content was getting shared like so, uh, rapidly and so many new, more news and price updates. So I just started like, uh, really just putting out as much content as I could. And then I decided to, um, uh, kind of just leave where i'm from and uh took i bought a one-way ticket to asia and i was like in february and just been full-time crypto vagabond since so, so talk about that a little bit like when you first started investing did you what did you invest in and did you know what you were doing then like 
take no us idea. through your progression <laughs> and your investments or trading strategy and like yeah. how it's evolved over time. Yeah. So I was with my brother, I think. Anyway, so I was gonna, I was gonna put like five hundred bucks on Coinbase, and then like I put it on there. I think I just bought um, like one hundred fifty in Bitcoin, one hundred fifty in Litecoin, one hundred fifty in Ethereum, and then like a week later, it was like worth like you know, six hundred fifty dollars, and I was like, okay, this is gonna last forever. So then I just kept, <laughs> I just kept, I like kept putting like a lot more money in, and probably put way more than I was willing to lose. Like put like a lot of like personally for me, like a lot of money, um, and I was very lucky because like. It was just the market was timing right, and I just it just kept going up and up and up and up and up, and then I eventually like took out some money from that, and I was just like, whoa, this is like not completely life changing money, but for me, like where I was at, I was like, okay, this is enough to kind of me like detach from everything where I'm everything I don't like doing now, I can completely financially and emotionally detach from and like build a new life. So that's what I started doing. Um, and then I got all into like the alt craze, started like doing super big research on on coins and like looking into teams and founders and like market caps and started making some trades. Um, and then um, I guess more recently, like the market's just kind of shit right now, honestly. <laughs> <For> <laughs> you know? Yeah, I think just, we can all agree yeah, on that. Yeah. absolutely the truth. Uh, uh, unpopular opinion the markets are shit right now right <laughs> um uh but yeah so like that it's kind of just evolved over the past like i guess a year uh and right now i'm just like holding a bunch of stuff i have a lot like, that i cashed out in fiat and you know, like a decent amount of a portfolio and i'm just on the sidelines with most stuff like just seeing how the space evolves because like as I go to more than these conferences and like meet more influencers or like people that are like have Twitter accounts or whatever you want to call them. Um, like I realized like we're at the beginning of like a revolution still. And um, I think like, I think the whole market's about to change like security tokens and, and uh, I think security tokens are going to be huge. So I, I think a lot of these alts are just going to kind of uh, die out. Not a lot of them, but, all the shitty ones, you know, and I think the whole landscape's about to shift like entirely for 2019. So I'm just trying to be prepared and like be invested in the right places, networking with the right companies. And, and just like, I want to continue to try to be like on the forefront of this like growth for the next decade. So as you're going to all these conferences and you're meeting these influencers and you're hearing the talks and all this, are you noticing that there's, I mean, security tokens, obviously, but are you noticing that there's a, uh, there's some common threads that people are discussing that there are certain areas in the space where there seems to be more focus. Uh, I guess everybody jokingly hates ICOs. <laughs> you know, everybody's like, Oh, great. ICO, ICO. So like the big sell now to like get money for your project or to legitimize your project in front of people, as you say, well, we didn't do an ICO. And it's okay. like, okay, okay, okay. Tell me more, you know? That's like kind of like the the new thing to uh, show like a project's not um, bullshit. Yes. Yeah, bullshit, right? <laughs> so you know they'll, they'll say like, oh, you know, we're decentralizing. I'm just saying like uh, gardening, and then they'll be like, people will like look at them with the blank stare. Did you, uh, did you like, say hose on the blockchain? Did I hear that correctly? <laughs> <laughs> Technically, I guess so, right? <laughs> uh, 
and uh, somebody's gonna find a fence for that, but it's okay. Yeah, well, a garden hose. But that's uh, exactly right. Right. I don't. Yeah, I don't know what else people would think. So um, yeah, and then people have like the blank stare, like, "Great, you're about to pitch me," and then they go, "Oh, well, we didn't do a token sale," and then people are like, "Okay," you know, it's like yeah, the companies, test. Yep, companies are trying to repackage a way to sell it. I mean, you had companies that put in what they would ask for a hard cap of 30, 50 million dollars and they may have only needed 1 million. So so let's talk about that for a sec because obviously the ICO yeah, craze was was batshit, you know, people dumping in tons of money for really projects that have yet to do anything. So if they're right. telling people up front we didn't do an ICO, how are they raising capital? Are they looking for just BC? What's that what's Pro- that look yeah, like? Private sale. Everybody's doing private sale. So mm-hmm. there's like so many people now that are uh there's so many vc firms and syndicates like so many um and some are newer ones some are established and there's like i was talking to a like investment banker friend of mine he's a lot older than me um they're about to start like a mega like 300 million dollar crypto fund and he was like he was like he was like, I don't get crypto. This was like about six months ago. He's like, I don't get it. I was like, dude, it's like sick. Like look into it. He's like, ah. And he was like, you got to like explain it to me. So I just sent him like 10 videos and articles. I was like, figure it out. Like, I don't know. You know, like figure it yeah. out on your own. He was like a good start. Um, but then he called me literally like, an hour, like three hours ago. I was like, yo, like I get it. I'm in it. We're doing it. It's going to be big. Like introduced me to awesome projects. And I was like, I'm doing my best, you know. So everybody's doing private sales, uh, raising like 95 or 100 percent of their money into it. Uh, I think I think the next big thing are going to be like security token offerings. So that's what most people are doing, just private sales, in my opinion. So I, I mean, to me, I always find it funny that the space started as a way to kind of give the everyman a chance to get into investing at an early level. And now what it's been, it's been 18 months and we're back to how things were before crypto existed, where you got to have money before you can get started in it. So, um, right, right. It's funny how everything comes to the middle. So then the crypto market just becomes trading penny stocks and the people who are getting in at the early rounds, I think it was the uh, Luke Martin posted it, but it was the, the Forbes article, or maybe it was business insider or whatever, but they posted how, uh, FBG flips their trades. Um, yeah, basically just dumping on. I mean, like openly, just like the guy gave no fucks. He was just like, yeah, we just dump on everyone, you know. So yeah, that was pretty funny. I can't believe they published that. I mean, dude, the the balls on some of these people. I guess I mean, there's no regulation. Everyone knows it's happening. Like, you really have to be living in a hole to not not know that it's occurring. Yeah. Um, but you know, in in another ass another sense, I get it, right? So, like, as someone who I see value in being an accredited investor. It, it allows legitimate projects to like get sound backing and it cuts a lot of the bullshit because you're not going to get VCs to invest in a project that's nothing. Right. So, yeah. And, well, and I, don't, I don't think like ICOs are like dead. I think they're like the concept of like democratizing fundraising is awesome. I just think that like, oh, maybe out of control for a little bit. And then um, also like, I guess I was, the way I was thinking about it earlier was like in any market, there's people that buy, sell, and lose. Like in the stock market, there's losers. There's people that get dumped on. So like, yes, crypto, like um, 
people, you know, talking about like pumping price and stuff. And then, you know, there are like bad actors in the space, but like we are in a trading market. So like in any market that anything is trade, soybean futures or crude oil futures or Amazon stocks, like there's winners and losers on, on the end of every trade. It's just crypto. It's um, younger people with lower net worths uh, and it's a more volatile, volatile asset. So like, that's what's so attractive to the space. But, you know, I think um, people try to act like it's, you know, everybody wins in the stock market. And that's not true. Like, you know, people got wrecked in 2009, like destroyed. And most people are just now getting back to having their retirement funds about the same level in 2009, you know. So it's not just crypto that people get wrecked on. You know, it happens in traditional markets as well. Absolutely. Absolutely. It just so happens that Bitcoin went from went up to 20K. The crash was catastrophic, right? There's so many mm -hmm. people that are still, you know, people are still feeling the effects of it. We're down to yeah. 6K and people are losing it right now. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. Pretty tough. It's tough for a lot of retail investors that got in early this year, right? Yeah. Gary Vee had his talk last night said he has, he was like, literally my life, I have 10,000 DMs of people that are depressed and distraught that maxed out their credit cards and they're in a fucked up position. Absolutely. There's both sides of the story, right? Yeah. But uh, so another question we like to ask is like, obviously for you, you've got to travel a lot. Like mm -hmm. you, you grew your Twitter following, you're the community manager at OCN. Mm -hmm. Like what, what, what's one thing other than obviously traveling and get to, getting to meet all these other people that you love about the space? And what's one thing that you hate about the space? Um, what I love about the space is I feel like this is like the opportunity that other generations were afforded that we as millennials, most of us in the space haven't had yet. So like, I always thought it was cool. Uh, like my friend, my dad had a friend that was like super early in Apple and just like put all the money that he had in the world in like 1981. You know, and then like, you know, obviously retired a millionaire like when he was 35, you know, uh, and then people had the opportunity to invest in um, like Hotmail and PayPal in the early 2000s. And it's like I would look and be like, oh, it must have been nice to be around a space that was like obviously about to take over the world. And then, you know, Gary Vee, I started watching him more and more. And he was like, yeah, super early in Twitter, Uber, Facebook. And it's like, oh, wow, that must have been really cool to like be of an age where you had a, a net worth, where you actually had money to invest and you were around a space that was like obviously going to take over the world. So like, you know, I could be wrong, but personally, like, I feel like this is like the moment, like you might have these like 18 months, three to, two, to three years where it's like, this is shit's about to take over the world. Like position yourself, position yourself accordingly. Like you want to be an influencer, like start doing that. Like you want to just serve, day trader start doing that like you want to start a syndicate like do it like figure out like what your lane is and like start building like if you want to like maybe have the opportunity that like every generation has that i think this is ours so dude i know you've mentioned it a couple of times but for the people that are listening that don't know can you explain what a syndicate is uh typically a syndicate is just like a collection of funds that are like normally ran controlled by like one person you know like so like on AngelList, there's like syndicates. So like 
some famous angel investor that's exited a hundred companies would be like, yo, like I'm really good at spotting early companies. Um, so trust me to find those deals. You bring me your money. I'll manage it. I'll invest in the right companies and I'll take a cut either on the front end or back end or like some profit sharing. So it's normally like a person or a group of people that have other people's money and they like decide to invest. So people trust that person and say, look, I can't be bothered to go sort out what the best crypto projects in the world are, but I trust you because you've been successful. So here's a hundred thousand dollars. Here's a million dollars. Go figure it out and bring me my profit and you can have some. Awesome. Yeah. I think that's a, a great way to explain it. Um, and obviously that's, Right now, those people are the ones that are getting the most the most action, getting in early on those yeah. pre-sales. Um, so, yeah, I'm sorry. Did you did did we get the second part of that question there? Oh no, yeah. What's one thing that you hate about this space? Um, nothing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, nothing really. Like, I guess like, uh, you know, it's funner when the price is just going up. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right, I hate red dildos. That's, yeah, that's, <laughs> yeah it's, it's like miserable when it's just like boring. But that's why like, I'm glad I'm staying busy and like meeting new companies, like meeting new people, like just trying to grow in the space. Um, I mean, not nothing really, uh, really hate about the space. I mean, there's some like weird people online that like always like trying to like start drama with like different people. But once you go to conferences, you realize like. Yes, crypto Twitter is very influential in a way. Like, yes, Reddit. But like, once you go to conferences, you'll meet, like, you meet 100 people. 60 of them won't even have a Twitter account, won't even own one, you know? Like, uh, won't have a Reddit, never been to Reddit. These are just, like, people that, like, blockchain or, like, uh, interested about learning about the space. Like, it's a very small segment of the world. It is influential in a, in a way, but at the same time, it's, like, a blip on the radar, you know? We're all still so early. Yes. Well, so did you refer to yourself as a crypto vagabond earlier, right? You, <laughs> yeah, you kind yeah, of. Maybe. <laughs> so you kind you of, were yeah. you were based in the states and you bought your one way ticket to Asia. Mm-hmm. Um, what what happened? So you leave here, you go there. What was that? What was that journey like? What was the process like for you over there, just getting your footing? Oh man. Well. Um... One was getting used to like the time, like, you know, no, I can't talk, I can't, couldn't talk to anybody in the States really, except for a couple hours a day in the morning and evening. But it was just like the culture, like I think we landed in Bangkok and I was traveling with two close uh, friends of mine and we just like started exploring, you know, like uh, we just started renting hotel rooms uh, and then we kind of moved towards like the backpacker lifestyle, you know, like I was still like going to meetings with like different crypto people and stuff uh was a lot of it was like backpacking like you know we went to all all through thailand all through laos all through vietnam and all through bali and then in the middle of that i had to come back to the states like two or three times uh and i went to consensus new york so it was kind of it was really kind of surreal we were at this like beach party and flip-flops and and you know everybody's just hanging out talking and, you know, I'm still, like, super active on the internet, like, running everything that I do and, like, still being active. But, like, I was, like, in juxtaposed between two worlds. And then I was, like, oh, I'm going to consensus. Cool. Let me fly out. So it was, like, a ferry, a bus, a ferry, like, I don't know, like, 
two flights, made it to New York City, and then like bought this really cool suit in Thailand. You know, I got it custom made. They're cheap there. And landed in New York City, like hit consensus, and then went to like some rooftop party all within like 24 hours of the beach party. And I was just like, man, this is weird. Is like, this real life? Yeah. Yeah. It was like, yeah. it was like, but I realized it's like everybody's just humans wearing different clothes. You know what I mean? Like I got along. With, <laughs> <laughs> you know, like I got along with the people who were like wearing a tank top that were like, you know, just wild or whatever. And then like I got along with the people who were like had the six suits in New York City and we were talking about like crypto and the future. So it was really cool to like live in both worlds, you know. Nice. How man. long how long was that trip for you in uh, Asia? Uh, March to uh, mid-August, so like six months, five months, five that's minutes, awesome. months, something like that's that. Awesome. Were you living at all different places, hostels, or you rent out properties? You Airbnb? Like, what's your uh, preference? Uh, we did probably about thirty percent hotels, uh, probably about thirty percent hostels, and then I'm trying to do the math here. That's the sixty percent. Um, <laughs> forty forty percent uh, random like, women's houses. <laughs> yeah, and then like uh, probably like twenty percent written like little homestays or like uh, villas on the beach. You know, it's very inexpensive. And then just like uh, yeah, that's all the percentages. The math's not there, but <laughs> a, 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 a third hostel, like a third hotel, and like a third like homestays or uh, like beach bungalow things. You know, villas. yeah. So I mean, dude, a lot of our a lot of our listeners are millennials, right? So. Sure. I think for for them, uh, travel is huge, and the yeah. ability to be young and to just pick up and and do something like this, you know, I think is something. It's a, I think it's a big reason that a lot of people get into the space to begin with because they're looking for those options in life. Mm-hmm. So you know, seeing you as an example and you being accessible to people, I think is important because you know, ultimately, finding someone who's done it and figuring out how is a great way to you know get it done for yourself also. Um, how did you come to to develop that relationship with with OCN to get brought on as their community manager? Yeah, man. Um, yeah, I want to come back to the travel because that's kind of interesting to me. I was thinking about stuff, Jump but in. yeah. Um, okay, yeah. Real quick, like I wish I would have documented my trip uh, more because, like, for me, it was like life changing. You know, like I have a lot of photos and videos, but I wasn't uh, trying to spam my Twitter feed with like personal travel. Cause like in a lot of ways, it's just kind of like seen as a luxury to some people, I guess. Like, but for me, it's like, um, it's like changed my whole world perspective. And like, I've met so many people along the way that like same position, like hated what they were doing, hated where they were at. And they just like love to travel the world. And it's very inexpensive. It's actually like not a lot of money. Like, like you, you, you can fly, you can fly out to like Vietnam for $500 from anywhere in the States. And then, you know, like a hotel is like $10 a night, you know, like dinner is like $2, um, plane flights from Vietnam to Bali are like $90, under 20 bucks. So Fantastic. you're, you're spending like less than what your car note, health insurance and apartment would be to like literally travel the world. So, um, I don't know. I've met a lot of people. Some people have messaged me uh, asking for like some, you know, some type of encouragement or uh, like kind of to hype them up to do it themselves. So like I'd like to kind of like maybe in retrospect kind of talk about the journey more like on Twitter at some point or like a medium post. But um, 
uh, yeah, it was very important to me. And I met a lot of people. I met people from all over the world, like every country. And everybody knows about crypto. You know, some people got burnt by it and they're over it. Some people, a you know, few people were like, I'm all in, bro. Like, I feel you. Like, I understand. Like, I'm all in. And uh, a lot of people are like, oh, I've heard of it. Maybe, I don't know. Uh, you know, but uh, yeah, travel is really cool. And how, you know, I guess how I got linked up with OCN, I was like, doing a bunch of content, um, just like, just like finding cool projects, just kept like, I would tweet a cool project. I'd like, oh, this looks cool. This looks cool. This looks cool. And then I started tweeting about OCN. I think it was like before their token sale or something, maybe around the time of Tron or something. And uh, I was like in the Tron community and I was in a bunch of other communities and they were like about to launch something. And uh, when when like the, I think it was like Yee, he like tweeted something. He was like, hey man, we need someone to like help us with our digital brand. Like get like kind of community manager, storyteller person and, I just like, uh, my buddy texted me. He's like, yo, check your Twitter. It had like 60 comments at the time. I was like, yeah, you should hit up Digital Lawrence. Like he's put out a lot of cool content, like wrote some cool articles about the project. And then we like started like just chatting and, and like after like a week or two, like they decided like they'd be interested in working with me on some things. And uh, it was kind of kind of really cool experience to start like getting integrated with like companies in Singapore and China and, you know, like, joining WeChat, you know, for the first time in like January and like it's just it's uh really cool and like we just you know, they give me stuff to do, like, hey, we want to focus on this this week and I'd create some content or help them with like translation or like help them with community issues. Like, how much was with, like, how much of that was actually physically you being there and how much was like commu communication? Like walk us through like how that how that worked with you guys. Wait, what do you mean, like physically being there versus communication? Like, like with Odyssey, how much time did you spend with the actual team, and how much time was spent just, you know, doing you? Oh, almost all remote. Yeah, like they're like they're like pretty distributed teams, so like pretty much always just like have weekly calls or like daily calls, like progress reports. Like we have a group chat that's like runs twenty four seven. Right. You know, it's just like it's like I'll get tagged like, hey, do this. I'm like, okay. Or I'm like, hey, this would be cool, and they're like, yeah, we'll look into it, maybe so. Uh, did you have like going back and forth? Did you have opportunities with other companies, and you chose OCN? How how did that work? Mm, I mean, not probably direct opportunities that I remember. I guess this was like in February. Like, no, like I didn't have really my resume out or anything. You mm -hmm. know, like I, I probably could have like tried to find something else, but like that was something that was just kind of like. Um, serendipitous like i was making cool content for them and they were like uh wanting to hire someone in that realm so i was like yeah yeah let's let's, let's do, it. let's do yeah, it yeah yeah i mean i was super stoked you know like i i guess it's kind of become a little normalized you know like as things do like even if you get like your dream car your dream house like you know after a while like the new paint like feeling yeah. new car feeling kind of wears off so it's like it's normal to me but when like i look back in retrospect, it's like, I've seen like some cool stuff. I got, I've seen like stuff like most people in crypto will never see. Like I've heard conversations most people would never hear, like just kind of cool. Like, and I'm, you know, really grateful to be able to like see like the listing side of things, like the technology side of things, like how people think and operate and like how the space works, I guess, behind the scenes. Cause it's like, 
it's such like a curtain, at least the way like I see it with crypto, there's like a curtain and like no one ever gets to see behind it for most projects. So it was really cool to, to you know, look behind that. Absolutely. Maybe you'll have to start documenting. <laughs> You're going to have well, to. No, it's a good, it's, it's really cool how, like, obviously it would have been great for you to document, but going forward, um, I know Whitney and I have talked about it, the ability to document things that you go through and same thing with like Gary V he talks about mm. document everything because in two years you don't know in five years can you imagine what's going to happen with the space it's mm. not going anywhere it's going to pivot right. a ton of times but it's really cool to see the journey road through well, and, yeah. and dude, I mean life life is about experiences right so we're all trying to gather as many experiences as we can and a lot of the times we think we want things that we actually don't want and we yep. come we come to realize too late that there's things that we wanted that we didn't pursue, right? Because every day you got to make a choice. And by default, you're going to move towards one thing and away from another. So mm -hmm. when people like you do document stuff like that, it lets people know, like a person like myself, right? I've been, I've been to a lot of places in the world, right? I, mm -hmm. I've, I've had the privilege of traveling quite a bit. I've never been to Asia. So all of my mm -hmm. travel has been focused on European countries and I've had mm -hmm. a lot of fun there, right? But yeah. like when I met my wife, my wife had spent almost eight months in thailand and bali and uh, she's from she's from europe so she was like yo awesome. europe ain't shit we need to go to thailand yeah yeah so yeah 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 and uh, you know a part of it's just being more comfortable like documenting everything you know like it's different providing content like about the industry and about projects but it's like another thing like oh like you want to focus on like i'm gonna yeah. just, i'm gonna it's gonna be about me now Yep. you know um so there's like a little bit of like a you know like how much how much do i really want to focus on myself for sure you know like um that's i'm getting a little more comfortable with it like hanging out with nye like he's cool and um we're just like um you know i saw gary v last night i got to dap him down for a second i wish it would have nice. on. yeah awesome. i wish I wish I would have got it on camera. Like me and I were sitting in like um, the edge of the kind of like this giant conference room at the Mandalay Bay, like like 800 feet by 800 feet. And it was this giant ballroom. I'm like sitting in the corner. We're like, I wonder when Gary Vee's coming because Common was going to talk. Jason Derulo, like it was crazy. Like just you know, <laughs> having like two, two like rappers there. But they were, you know, they're pretty interested in blockchain. So respect. Um, but like I was like sitting, I was talking to Nine. And he was like, Gary. And I was like, what? And I just see like some guy like 20 feet away, like Gary V, like the gray tee, like the jeans and the K-Swisses. And I was like, that's fucking Gary V. And I was like, and me and me and I were both aggravated about something silly at the time. And I was like, immediately was like happy. You know, I was like so happy. And I was like, Gary, and he's like 30 feet away. And he like turned around and he gave me that look like, should I run to you? But I'm walking with my crew. I got to go. And I gave him like, look like I was like, dude, like, I really got to dap you up. And I was like, Ugh, like kind of halfway standing up. And then he like just ran towards me. And I like did the same thing. I was like, bro, like, love you, dude. Like you fucking maybe do made me want to do what I'm doing. And he was like, love that, bro. We'll catch up later. I was like, sick. You know? So that was digits or no, no, no. Uh, Nye has his phone number for some reason. I don't even know. But I don't, I don't know. That, that guy seems like weird. he's six through six degrees of separation from everyone. I don't know. I can't even. I get tired of hanging out with him. I was like, Nye, Nye. I'm like, okay, <laughs> okay. <you know. laughs> but that's 
You know, I mean, he he's got he's got that positive energy around him. You know. Yeah, yeah, he's cool. Yeah, it's fun. Well, dude, so um, yeah, I mean, OCN obviously there's a lot going on with the project, uh, yeah. and I don't know how much you want to share, how much you can share, um, but let's let's talk a little. I know this podcast is going to come out beginning of September, cool. just after the first airdrop. So. Um, let's talk yeah. about it, man. I know right now the, the price is not necessarily where I think a lot of holders would want it to be, yeah, right. um, but bigger than the price, what's, what's going on with the project? Well, well the they just, just released. Sorry to cut you off. Right. No, yeah. No, yeah. spot on. I think it just yeah. came out like today, early, uh, it was like middle of the night, uh, here, I think came out in China. I mean, not China, Singapore. Um, uh, but yeah, so that's going to be pretty cool. Like they're, pretty much sharing infrastructure with OKX, you know, so like OKX normally has one or two uh, of the most trading volume in the world. They split between Binance and them pretty often. Um, and they're pretty much leveraging like all of OKX infrastructure, like all their cold storage wallet, uh, cold storage wallets, and just like the trading platform to build a OCNX. And they're gonna be like highlighting kind of like sharing economy companies somewhat on it. Like I can't really say too much, but like their their main mission is like the global sharing economy. So of course like OCN is about to be like one of like the main tokens on the platform, right? And now they're launching airdrop support on it, which starts I think week after next. Like so you can actually have airdrops on the exchange. So nice. that's kind of what they're doing with the exchange. And that's just going to bring more like attention to the project and more liquidity to the project and then also just like a easy way to like receive the airdrops right um and then from like a t more tech side like right now they're developing the chain so like the goal is to have the main net up like in quarter four so they're gonna have like super nodes and um they're gonna use ocp as like the transaction uh you want to leak yes you want to leak the amount of the Super oh, I, <laughs> I, don't, I don't really, to, I don't really know. To be fair, they're still discussing it, honestly. But uh, I, I mean, it's all I right. You can, you can DM me the details. Yeah, I'll DM you. Don't worry, bro. <laughs> <laughs> uh, off air. Um, I'm fairly confident yeah. I've got enough for like 15 nodes right now. <laughs> yeah, like, like I'm, I'm excited for it to like, uh, for that to actually go live, you know, and use OCP as like the transaction gas on the platform. So, I so think for like, people, sorry, mm -hmm. for people who don't know, can you talk a little bit about OCP and its relationship, how it's going to be used? Yeah, so I'm pretty sure, like, I'm not exactly sure how it's going to be finally implemented. But the, like the whole thing is like side chain transactions with OCP. So like, as people know, like the Ethereum network doesn't scale, air quote, Bitcoin doesn't scale. Um, so they have to make the lightning network, which is like off chain transactions. So for quick micro transactions, like a dollar, 50 cents, things like that, um, they, they, they create a side chain to settle these payments and then later later they're settled on chain so like it's like if you go to a bar you don't pay for each beer they'll like clog up the line at the bar you open a bar tab and at the end of the night you settle those transactions like that's the same thing like the lightning network is doing right uh and that's what like the ocp that's the role it's 
going to play similar to Neo and Gas. I was just about to ask if you thought it was similar to Neo and Gas. Yeah, kind of, yeah. I mean, it's going to be implemented different in the way, like, their nodes and consensus mechanism works, I'm pretty sure. But I think they're still testing and developing it. So I probably want to have, like, great, super, like, technical details on it for, like, two more months, realistically. And does- That's still so soon, you know? I mean, considering yeah. that it was all just announced in, what, like, May? Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah, and they've been work. They've been kind of working working on it since the beginning. They're like, mm, they're pretty like strategic and not letting like much news out. You know. Um, well, and I I think a lot of people are going to be shocked to hear that because. <laughs> well, okay. But, you, fair, but no, but you, fair, no, but you know fair, what I mean fair, though, fair, because fair. like for yeah, for the yeah, longest yeah, time, yeah, people yeah, were like, yeah. because hey man, look, I like I come from a marketing background. He's he's the master of it, bro. Like his his announcements are. I mean. Hype they squad. Mean, Hype squad. Shit. You know what I mean? So, yeah, but, fair enough. But not, you, I, I, there's been, but there's been a clear change. Like you, like over the last couple of months, you've seen he hasn't been as active on Twitter. He hasn't been, you know, sending out polls like, "Hey, do you think we should do an airdrop?" You know. So, I mean, all that stuff has been. I mean, he's he's a smart dude, man. Yeah, I mean, he. Uh, I mean, like he has like his company, like Abus uh, Holdings, is like one of the largest media advertising companies in China. They do like six hundred million a year in revenue. So, like, he definitely has a very successful background. They're still like they're still an active company. He's like chairman, one of the chairmen of the boards or something. Um, but yeah, like, I'm not in charge of every communication thing that happens at OCM. For sure. Um, <laughs> Sometimes, you know, it's not always my style, but sometimes they do something. I don't, I don't see the, the picture. I'm like, okay, fair enough. You know, like, uh, I just kind of do my best to communicate with, like, what I'm given. And sometimes, like, I wish I had more or could share more. Or sometimes I wish there I'd be provided quicker updates. But, like, it's all playing out how it plays out, you know, like, with the technical developments. And I, I'm pretty excited, like, to move past, like, like, the, you know, there's different phases of, like, a project mm-hmm. or any company, like, attention phase, like, early adopters. Uh, and, like, so I think now, especially we're in a bear market, like, nothing moves prices. Like, right. Like, people. Yeah, look at ETC. Mm-hmm. Look at ETC. That was a yeah. big one. Quick 20%. Yeah, <laughs> yeah right? <laughs> I mean, the thing is, is, like, with any with anything, right? At this stage, everyone's just a price speculator. There's so few things that have any kind of working project yeah. that it's just, I mean, people are just speculating on price. So it is it is going to be cool to see projects get their shit together and put stuff out that people can build on and utilize in real world situations. Um, going back to what you mentioned about not being able to necessarily, not, not having your hand in every piece of communication. Um, mm-hmm. One thing that I think a lot of people fail to understand is that CEOs of major companies or these business moguls, uh, the one thing that they all really have in common is they don't hold, they don't bite their tongue, right? Because yeah, they understand yeah. that like if everyone likes you, you're going to be a, I mean, you're a liar. If, if you go into a room and everyone loves you, chances are you're yeah. full of shit. You're playing politics. But if you, I mean, if you work on being a good person and you just speak your mind, there's not really, not really any harm in that, you know? So, I mean, you look sure. at people like Gary V or I mean, yeah. even at, as a bad example, Donald Trump, you yeah, know, they open Elon their mouths Musk. and say whatever. So Elon Musk, exactly. Yeah. You know, taking Tesla private, motherfucker. Um, at 420. Yeah. Strategy. Yeah. So 
<laughs> yeah, dude. Um, you know, one thing, and I know we're we're coming down to it. Um, you know, you've had you've had a great collection of experiences, right? And as a, and I'm gonna just say this because I can see you. I know other people aren't gonna see this video, but you're 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 a young dude, man. I mean, you're not you're not old by any stretch of any imagination. You you have accomplished a lot in your years so far, right? And I mean, fortunately, we are all very early in the stages of this, but you've mm-hmm. you've done quite a bit. So what's what's one thing that you've learned about yourself on this journey so far? Ooh, a um, couple. Uh, I don't know if I've you got more than one fire. OK, well, personally, people always say don't do it for the money, but it's really hard to not do it for the money when you're broke, <laughs> you know, so <clears throat> yep. like um, but it isn't about the money, but it's hard to see that when you're broke, you know? So like once you get to a place and it's like, you know, everybody's journey is different. Some people it's super easy to be financially independent or secure. Some people it's like a long, crazy journey, but you know, once you get to a place where you're like in a decent financially secure situation, then you start realizing like, Oh, it really isn't about the money, you know, like, and you can take long term and deploy quote extreme patience, like Gary Vee says. Like, you know, like I see these like kind of you know people like walk up to you in conferences are like, hey bro, I'll give you like eight Ethereum if you like show this shit like real quick. And you're like, eh, how much money is that? And then you're like, uh, what's the project? What's it about? And then that's when they crumble and they don't really have a real project or something, you know. And and but you're when you, when you're in a position where like you can pick and choose and. and you know, deploy real patience. Like that's what I learned. Like, it's not really about the money. Like I've, I'm now being able to think like, that'd be really cool, but I'm going to try to do that like next December in like 2019, you know, like I have all these ideas I want to do like, okay, like I can just push that back eight months. Like, cause I don't, I don't need the money right now, even though I could like acquire more coins or cash right now, but it wouldn't be uh, beneficial to like my legacy as a person or like in the space or just like my own, like even like friends and family, like I don't want to be like some scammy, like, you know, wacko that's just like out here, like doing crazy shit. So, you know, it's not really always about the money. Uh, that's like one thing I learned and like people, you know, people either support you or they don't. And like, I don't really, uh, you just find out quick when you try to go after stuff like who like you can rely on and not, you know? Absolutely. So you touched on like money, obviously this is the same thing with me, you know, like cryptocurrency, it showed me another way of making money where I wasn't making money prior as much as I'd like to. And so obviously money is fueling and you said, you know, Mm -hmm. it's, it's not everything to you, but what is your, like everybody has their motivation. So what's your why? Mm, um, honestly, I know it's like kind of uh, maybe shallow, but like I'm trying to have fun. Like that's not, that's like my why. Like I want to like really do everything that's in my head in real life. Like I have like a million things I want to do in my life. And like, I would be really happy if I do them and I just want to get them done. Like, I don't know like how other people's brains work, but like I've had, you know, since I was five, like a whole journey planned out for myself and it hasn't like gone to plan and it's out of order, but like, I want to accomplish this and I want to accomplish this and like the ability to like detach from the rat race and detach from like 
one singular dwelling. I don't know. Some people that's cool for me. Like I want to like, we're at some crypto friend's house who we just met online like a couple of days ago. And we're, she has this beautiful house. She's hosting us. Like we're about to go shoot some drone footage of our golf course into a lake and like just talk crypto, build content, strategize for the next two years. So that's kind of like my why is like do what I what my goals are and try to have fun doing it, you know, meet cool people along the way. Like that's my why. Dude, that's awesome, man. Yeah, that's huge. I think that, I mean, you said it right. So when it comes down to it, man, we all have to define what's that thing. You know, uh, I think that anyone who hasn't clearly defined a why, what they should do is to just imagine, you know, if time and money were of no consequence, like you had unlimited funds and unlimited time, what would, how would you spend your day? You know, that's, that's the easiest way to define it because I think a lot of people just think that they want money. Then you have money and you realize that you're unfulfilled because money is really not anything except for a, a tool to get you the options that you're looking for in life. You know, yeah, like we, we, <clears throat> yeah, like I, I had to chunk out some cash to like get back to America and like go on this American conference tour. But I was like, man, that's an investment into myself. Plus like, yeah, like Gary Vee said, no, I said this yesterday. I think Gary Vee says in some video, he's like, someone's like, what's the ROI of DMing people every day? He's like, dude, what's the ROI on your mom? Everything that she's done for you. Like, he's like, you can't be so small minded. So that's what I'm thinking. I was like, oh, spend a, you know, spend $2,000, $3,000 to travel for two months. Like I could just kind of save that, but what's the ROI of meeting like the top leaders in an emerging field? Right. You know? Sorry, crazy, dude. Yeah, it's crazy. Yeah. And I mean, the, that's the the cool part about all of this is right now, right now, we're all just a, a bunch of people talking about magic internet money, right? But we're some of the first, you know, and the space is so I mean, it's so welcoming, you know, I mean, mm -hmm. we've, yeah. this is our, this is our ninth episode of the podcast, right? So we've literally been on air for by the time this airs just over two months. We've had sure. conversations with some of the like some of the best thought leaders in the space. And we have people that are coming on that have added tons of value to different companies and, and we're relative nobodies, you know what I mean? So like, yeah, to yeah, have, same, same, yeah. you know, so it's cool to get to, to, to get to learn and have conversations like this. Um, but dude, you know, I, I know that, I know that you've, you've got a lot going on and there's going to be a lot coming up in your future. I'm excited to hear what your, what your two year strategy materializes to be. Um, but as we wrap things up, man, I just, you know, is there anything else that you would like to share with people, you know, let people know how to find you, get your, get your plug on. Oh, sure. Yeah. Uh, I guess Twitter is my main platform, digital arts, um, hit me up there. Um, and then I'm kind of just hopped over to Instagram. Some a little easier platform to share, you know, just random snippets of the day and, me and I, are, uh, I think we'll be traveling together for the next two months. We're doing a month in America, hitting all the conferences, and we're doing a month in Asia, like Seoul, uh, Tokyo, Singapore, a couple other places. And we're gonna make this whole cool video series. We're gonna try to do like a like a eight part. I don't really know how it's gonna work out. We're talking to some editors, but we're getting like tons of footage and just bought the drones. So we're gonna try to like do drone shots in Seoul or like Tokyo if they let us. I don't really know the regulations, but we just have a cool video series and, you know, try to be a little more personable and just, I don't know. It's, I like, you know, personally, it's weird like to think like, Oh yeah, people are going to watch me travel. Cause it's like, I don't know, whatever. It's just me. But 
I guess, you know, like I've seen other people's travel videos and like, and seeing Gary Vee travel the world, like that would hype me up. So I guess it'd be cool if like that hype somebody else up. Like it's just me. So like, it doesn't really feel like whatever, like if you like it, cool. Uh, but you know, we're going to put it out there. Cause I know like people like content and personally for me, like, like I just want to document like the cool shit that we're doing or in my opinion, it's, it's fun to me. So I want to, I want to document it and put it out there. And if it hypes somebody else up, cool. Yeah, bro. And I mean, there's, you think about it 20 years from now, you'll look back on it and at least you've got all your memories on film. You know what I mean? Yeah, fair enough. That's like, you know, we were in like uh, Pai, Thailand and my buddy, we were like riding scooters like 4 a.m. Just like goofing off, like, like uh, no moon, all the stars. And he was like, dude, it's been crazy. Like 65. We're like, hey, remember that time we like traveled the world when we were like young and dumb? Like, that was cool, huh? Like, yeah, That's that, what it's, it's all about. Cool look back, yeah. You know? <laughs> Yeah, so just right. Yeah, I don't. You know, it's cool to buy a new watch, but I, you know, I'll book it. I'll spend it on a plane ticket nine times out of ten. It's the way to do it. You can get a watch later. You know what I mean? Yeah, who cares? Supposed to get a watch when you retire, anyway. You know, so true, true, true. (laughs) Twenty-five year watch. There you go, bro. Twenty-five years of slavery for a gold watch. Seems like a fair trade. You go. Well, you know, man, we we really appreciate you coming on, Uh, Leo. Is there anything else you wanted to say, man? No, man. I just want to thank you for coming out. Like, I think it's cool. Your journey. Like, I mean, I know that's why I got into the space. It was a means to obviously make more money at first. And you just realize how cool some of these people are. There's so many people like you telling your story. It makes me think about my story. And we're all similar in the way that we want a way out. We want financial freedom. We want to be able to do what we love and spend more time with our loved ones. So it was really cool. It's been a pleasure, man um thanks for coming out bro yeah bro we appreciate you coming on and uh you know for those of you listening we would love for you to to find us on itunes the crypto commission give us a five-star rating leave us a comment also you can jump in and subscribe to our telegram it's t.me forward slash crypto underscore commission and of course on twitter at let's talk coin give us a follow and we just opened up a free discord so we'll post that on there for anyone that wants to jump in and talk chop and, and learn some ta so Uh, Lawrence, thanks for coming on, man. We really appreciate having you. Uh, But until next time, guys, be easy. Thank you.